Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, <laughs> super smart, and Disney Plus loving <laughs> wife, Michelle. Sweetie, hi everybody. <laughs> so good to have you with us. We're recording this episode on Sunday, November 10th, 2019. A very happy Veterans Day weekend to all of those who have served our country. Yeah. And especially those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice so we can do fun stuff like this podcast right, or whatever. Exactly. Thank you so much for, for, for always protecting this country. I couldn't have said it any better. And a, and a shout out and a salute to all the veterans and people who are currently in service too. Absolutely. No question about that. Thank you. Thank you so very much. And thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, hey, why don't you take the time and sign up for our newsletter? Yeah, we love to share some fun things with you, things that you might hear about in advance of our next show. Um, And it's just a way that we can interact with our listeners because you all are such wonderful Disney loving folks too. Yes, we really appreciate it. And we just want to kind of get that information out to you in an easy way for you right there in your inbox. And, you know, we have stuff like, uh, the, you know, current shows, past shows, what we have coming up. Uh, we're doing a lot of interactive stuff right now with, the, of course, the trivia game and the Hall of Fame that we're doing. Right. Uh, and we want you to be a part of that. So the easiest place to get all that information is from the newsletter. Right. You can also get some tools and tips that we've put together. And thank you so much for those of you who have already uh, signed up for it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We really, really appreciate it. And as well as on our website and the newsletter, you can also follow us socially on, well, socially, on social <laughs> wow. media. Yes. Uh, yes. You're such a strange fellow. <laughs> well, well said. Well said. Uh, yes. Follow us socially on social media, on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to correct me for saying socially on social media, feel free to email us on <laughs> Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And uh, feel free to give a shout out to us if there's some ideas ideas for uh, episodes you'd like us to research and talk about or any feedback. We love it. Uh, We also love it if you take time to give us a review and tell a friend. Yes, please do. That's the easiest way for people to find out about our podcast is yes, just tell a friend about us. But if you have the time to give us a review, not only will that, you know, boost us up in Apple Podcasts for people who are just kind of searching for Disney Podcasts, but it might also enter you into one of our contests. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, I want to talk about we have lots of stuff for you today, including, well, since we know that hashtag real men love Frozen, (laughs) we'll talk about the early uh, reactions for Frozen 2 and discuss how it's already breaking box office records. Uh, Speaking of the winter season, we now have the schedule for the Disney holiday specials coming to ABC and the Disney Channel. And since we like to make ourselves hungry while we're on this (laughs) podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the food that's going to be going on during the festival at the holidays at the Disneyland Resort. But let's get to first last week's Hyperion Adventures trivia contest. Last week, we were giving away this beautiful, like just stunning Frozen 2 poster. It's textured. It's just a fantastic piece of 
art that I love and I'm having a hard time giving up right now because hashtag <laughs> Real Men Love Frozen. Well, we uh, do have one extra. Yeah, which uh, you're trying to pry out of my hands <laughs> and try and give it away in a couple of weeks, but I'm not so sure I want to do that, but we'll see about that. But we do have a winner for this week. Michelle, tell the people who won this week's contest. Well, first of all, thank you to everybody mm-hmm. who entered. We really appreciate it that you participated in our little trivia contest. I shouldn't say it like that little trivia, but I meant that there's not a lot of questions. So we really want people to do this from week to week. But yes, uh, we did our drawing just before going on the air today. And we want to congratulate Camille. Camille from Portland, Yay. Oregon. Camille, congratulations on winning this beautiful poster. that again, love it. I'm having a tough time giving up. <laughs> Thank goodness we have another one. Although, like I said, we may be giving that away in a couple of weeks. We'll see if Michelle can convince me to give it up. Uh, it's a stunning poster. Uh, Camille, we will be in touch to get your address and get that out to you. Right. Congratulations. And we really want to continue this. So we're having another contest for this episode. Yes. We're going to continue on with these contests until we run out of gear or until we decide that we can't afford any more of this stuff to give away. Uh, but we do have something that actually ties in with this week's episode that we're giving away for this version of the Hyperion Adventures trivia game. And that is a Disney Plus baseball cap. It's Commem- very official. It's very official. Disney Plus baseball cap commemorates uh, the opening of the new Disney streaming service. It's got Disney Plus on the front. It has the date that it starts on the back of it. It's really nice baseball cap. And yeah. that is what we're giving away this week. Right. And it's an adjustable one. That's right. It's an adjustable It is an adjustable cap, which makes it easy, so it'll fit anybody. Right. And so let's start with this week's code word. Oh, what's this week's code word? The code word of the day is Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Today's code word is Mandalorian. Mandalorian. (laughs) Yes, I love it very much. Uh, I'm so excited for the Mandalorian, for sure. So uh, so yeah, just to enter this week's trivia con game or any of our week trivia game, uh, if you sign up for the newsletter, you're going to get three questions that when you listen to the show, you can find out it's an open book test. Uh, you can a- find the answers right within the show. Uh, we will also send them out there later in the week socially, uh, so you can find them in other ways as well. Or you can always uh, direct message us or email us and just ask for the questions. That's fine too. And if you want a second entry, if you've either already given, given us a uh, review on any of the formats, but especially Apple Podcasts, and say you want to be in the, involved in the in the uh, contest, we will enter you. Or if you want to give us a new review, that will give you a second entry or a first entry or whatever the case may be. It gives you an extra entry one way or another. Right. So take that opportunity. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great prize. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention is if you do sign up for our newsletter and you get those questions early, you can actually know the questions before you listen to the podcast. Yeah, it might make it a little easier for you right. so you don't have to suffer through listening to us a second time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, really easy. It's two questions in our code words. Right. So. It's really not that. We, we, we try and make them pretty obvious. They're not going to be these in-depth <laughs> questions that you have to try and figure out, read between the lines or anything. They're, they should be pretty obvious uh, parts of the show that you will you will track these down. And uh, by the way- Although we should do a villain's episode episode and make them really hard questions. 
maybe next year for Halloween or something. We'll figure that out. But by the way, Camille, uh, who won this week's contest, also had a double entry. She is living a, right. giving us a review as well as answered the trivia question. So it gave her the sec- chance to win and obviously it paid off for her. Exactly. Yeah. So we also have one other thing we need to get to this week. And as you remember, last week we started our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. We got to our first category, which Ooh. was the Disney or Pixar animated features, best of all time. And what we did is asked you to throw us your nominations, and we got a ton of them. Thank you so much to everybody right, that took it was part. Impressive. So many nominations. Virtually every film of Disney that's of significant consequence at least received one nomination. However, to reach our final ballot, which will come in December, we needed to have at least multiple multiple nominations right. for them. And we really apologize because I think we tortured people with this <laughs> nominating. But if it's any consolation, we understand that because it was torturous for us as yeah. well to narrow down from those, that very broad category down to five films. Yeah, we did our own nominations as well. Michelle, tell them who you picked. So I I picked, the. I kind of did in order, not necessarily a favorite to... Mm-hmm or least favorite to favorite or whatever. It was just more like kind of how it they progressed in sequence. And, and they had to do with how they had an impact either with the Disney company or animation in general. Mm-hmm. So I uh, had to throw in... Um, Snow White, because that's what really started it all, you know. It was on my list, too. Really? Okay. And then the next one um, was Fantasia, Mm. because, I mean, not only did that have some very vivid and different styles of animation throughout the different little sequences of that film, but it also brought the richness of sound Mm -hmm. and how Disney really made um, the theaters that were going to play this actually up their game with their sound equipment. So mm-hmm. I thought that also played an impact. We're, we're vibing on this because that was on my list as well. Oh, really? And for exactly <laughs> the same reasons. Um, so the next one that I put was um, Nightmare Before Christmas. And mm. that one um, mainly was because of the unique style of animation that stop motion animation you know that may have been very popular I don't know back in the I don't know if it was 50s and 60s or whatever but you know to really make it a much more fluid and fun way of animating a story and very unique and so I I, I felt like that was one Mm -hmm. that had to have you know a nod as well Um, so my next one was Beauty and the Beast because that one really had the initial start of some computer tools for that type of animation. And it really made that movie pop. Plus it was really groundbreaking in the fact that it was the first animated uh, feature that was ever nominated for best picture at the Academy Awards. And it won best song that year. So, I mean, I think that was also very uh, revolutionary in animation and how that was being recognized as a as a movie mm-hmm. in and of itself. And then uh, the last one that I put on the list was Toy Story. Uh, that one, again, also with the use of the Pixar equipment, really brought a different dimension to animation that wasn't seen before. And not that it eliminated animators, 
it just gave them a different tool to tell their story. Yeah, uh, I agree with all those picks. They're all great uh, selections, and they will all be on our final ballot, by the way. Uh, as for my list, I already talked to you about uh, Snow White and Fantasia. I also had to add in, and these are in no particular order, because hashtag real men love Frozen. <laughs> yes, Frozen is on my list. Also, The Little Mermaid, because The Little Mermaid kind of led the Disney Renaissance right. back in the late 80s, early 90s. True. So that kind of had to be on my list as well. And then I just love to death Wally. Wally right. is just a spectacular film in so many regards and the animation. The fact that the animation and these lovable characters, these uh, these robots, you know, had to carry a film for a better portion, at least for the first half of the film without any dialogue. True. Hardly whatsoever. Uh, it, it's a stunning piece of art and uh, those will all be on our uh, finals as well. So here those is... Those are really good picks thank as you. well. Thank you. So here are the films that will be on our final ballot and you will have to pick from these films we will at least we would appreciate it if you will join in with our fun in December on the final ballot and we'll have more categories as well uh, but these will be the final films that will be on that and you'll get to pick I think I'm going to do, uh, you know, up to 10. You can vote for up to 10. And then the certain percentage has to be on a certain percentage of ballots to make it through into the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about more of that when we get to December. But All right. here are the films that are making it through to the December ballot. Tangled. And these are in no particular order of how many votes they got. They're just uh, on the list. Tangled. Aladdin. Moana. Toy Story. Yay. Finding Nemo. The Lion King. Dumbo. Pocahontas. Coco. Up. Sleeping Beauty. Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Yay. Fantasia, Big Hero 6. A little bit of a surprise. I didn't yeah. think Big Hero 6 would make it, but it did pull and through. And it's the anniversary year. Yes. It was fifth, is it fifth anniversary? Fifth anniversary, yeah. Uh, Tarzan, Peter Pan, Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc., Zootopia, Wally, Hercules, The Incredibles, Frozen, because hashtag real men love Frozen, <laughs> Snow White, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Lilo and Stitch, another surprise coming wow, in there, yeah. but I like, I love Lilo right. and Stitch. Uh, the Princess and the Frog, The Little Mermaid, and Lady and the Tramp will all be on our final ballot. You'll get to pick, if you want to take part in this, pick 10 out of those that will make it through. And nice. then if they, if they get enough percentage of the votes, they will be in our Hyperion Adventures Hall of Fame. Very cool. And thanks again to everybody mm -hmm. who participated. And we loved a lot of very creative tweets as well. We Again, we shared the suffering of trying to narrow down mm -hmm. to, you know, five selections. But you all came through like troopers and we appreciate it. Mm -hmm, for sure. Uh, and we have another category for you this week. We're going to have mm -hmm. four categories this entitled when we get to the ballot in December. And so each week going up to that, we're going to put out and ask for nominations just like we did this week. We Again, we really appreciate everybody that took part in it. There were so many people who nominated films. Uh, this week's category is Best Animated Characters from Disney and Pixar Feature Films. Ooh. I'm going to tell you right now that the Sensational Six are going to get grandfathered in. So Mickey, Minnie, Donald, oh, yeah. Goofy, Pluto, and Daisy are already going to be in. We're just going right. to grandfather them right into the Hall of Fame so you don't need to worry about nominating them. Right. But any other animated character from Disney or Pixar, we want to ask, again, for you to list up to five. If you want to list one, that's great. If you want to list three, that's fine. Uh, five would be even better. Uh, just tell us who your favorites are, who you believe deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and we'll do just the same thing we did this week with the uh, feature films. Right. And again, we really look forward to hearing from 
you all on what your selections are. It's very fun for us. I mm-hmm. hope you're enjoying it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all. We just wanted to have a lot of fun going through the last couple of months of the year. And then our big Hall of Fame announcement will be on our year end special mm-hmm. episode. So uh, really cool. Uh, so uh, moving on now, let's get to our main topic. And a lot of these things that we're talking about are about to become on our main topic <laughs> or be on our main topic. And that is Disney Plus, because Disney Plus is it's less than 48 hours away now from, yeah. from starting. It's crazy. We're so excited for it. Uh, I think that we will never leave the house again after <laughs> it starts because I'm so excited to watch all this great stuff that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Right. And I'm trying to decide, do we set our alarm and wake up in the middle of the night to see it start or just what? I think it's going to start at 6 a.m. our time is what I hear. So we, Is it 6? I thought it was 2. I think it's 6 a.m. I think it's 9 a.m. Eastern time. 6 a.m. our time is when it's it's starting mm. on Tuesday. So we will find Let's out. See. But I know I'll be glued to a lot of different shows that I haven't seen or haven't seen in a long time on that day for sure. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, we wanted to talk. Our topic for this week is what we will be watching on day one or at least very early on when Disney Plus debuts here starting on Tuesday, November 12th. Well, interestingly, and this is a very, uh, I guess, hot topic because there's a lot of things on social media and, you know, different blogs and blogs about this. And um, IGN did a poll of what they found most anticipated rewatch shows. And I just had to put a plug into this because um, I don't know if, if it's just that I'm, you know, uh, John Q. Smith public or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so here's what their uh, top five shows that people can't wait to rewatch on Disney Plus. In fifth place was Even Stevens with 5% of the vote. So these are, are these are all television shows? Yeah, television okay. shows. In fourth place, That's So Raven with 6% of the vote. In third place was Kim Possible with 17% mm. of the vote. In second place was The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody <laughs> with, with 27% of the vote. And guess who was first place? How about if I do a little audio guess for what's in first place? All right. There's 104 days of summer vacation and school comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for our generation is finding a good way to spend it. Like maybe building a rock Fighting a mummy or climbing up the Eiffel Tower Discovering something that doesn't exist Or giving a monkey a shower Surfing tidal waves, creating nanobots Or locating Frankenstein's brain Finding a dodo bird, painting a continent Or driving our sister insane As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff To do before school starts this fall So stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb Are gonna do it all Am I right? You are right. <laughs> That's amazing, especially since we didn't talk that I was even going to bring up this article. I just had a feeling Phineas and Ferb was going to come <laughs> up because I know we're all ex- we're very excited. We we are late comers to Phineas and Ferb, but it's become a favorite show of ours, right. and it's become a favorite show of our son Scott, who we watch usually an episode or two virtually every night with him, right. and we love it too because it's you know it's it's enjoyable for for kids, but there is so much actual 
adult, not adult humor, but you know right. what I mean. Right. Uh, yeah, humor that adults, uh, that adults can appreciate. Can appreciate. Right. Exactly. And uh, actually some real learning involved right. in it, you know, that it, it's, it's, it, and the music is spectacular. I mean, just the opening sequence there done by Bowling for Soup, by the way, the right. band. <laughs> uh, but the, the, you know, there's so much great music within the show that we love it and we're looking forward to it, just having it easily watched on Disney+. Plus. Exactly. So what's really surprising is they were in first place with 45%. Wow. I mean, the second place was 27. So that's a big leap. And this was with over 434,000 votes. Wow. So. That's amazing. No, that that's is. great. And I, I can't uh, I, I can't agree with it more out of this. I mean, especially the shows you talked about. That, that's the only one of those that I'm really like, yeah. I right. Can't wait to watch again. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's very cool. And yes, uh, deservedly so. And if you have not watched Phineas and Ferb, and even, especially if you have a, a young one in the house, they will probably enjoy it. And I think that, you know, as opposed to some of these shows that the kids watch, they're just like, you kind of trudge through, you right. have to be in the same room with them. You're like, oh, really? Again? I know. Uh, you will really, I, I think you will really enjoy this show. Yeah, definitely. We may enjoy. do an episode at some point where we actually <laughs> go through know. some of our favorite <laughs> moments in Phineas and Ferb. Exactly. That would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's great. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, basically, so we, we did our five favorite lists of what we're looking forward to watching. Uh, I, I made mine completely up what's going to be available on day one. I don't know. We didn't actually discuss this, uh, but uh, I did mine. So, you know, when, on Tuesday, November 12th, when it comes on, all these shows uh, will be available. I'm not sure what Michelle did with her list, but... Pretty much. I have something. I have... Well, you'll see when we get to it. Okay. Pretty much. I decided <laughs> to leave Star Wars completely off my list because my whole list could have been Star Wars. You right, know, with, right. You know, the Mandalorian and Clone Wars and, you know, Rebels, being able to rewatch that right. and stuff like that. Well, I figured Mandalorian was off the table because that right. would just be a... a given that's so easy well i mean the mandalorian i mean let's just talk about the mandalorian they said you were coming they said you were the best in the parsec would you agree mandalorian look outside they are waiting for you So exciting. I'm so excited for The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. That will be a definite first day watch for right. us. And I love the way they're doing it. I mean, we've seen with, with Netflix and some of the other streaming services how they'll just you know, barf out the entire series to you in one day so you can binge watch it whenever, right. you know. I kind of like returning and, you know, obviously they did this with HBO and Game of Thrones and stuff, but it's the water cooler show where you have an episode where everybody can get caught up on and everybody can talk about the next day at the water cooler, you know, I mean, not that they may go to the water cooler anymore, (laughs) but you know what I'm talking about, that it's something that people will want to talk about as opposed to when when you binge watch stuff for a week, there are different people are on different levels of the show all the time because some people have watched three episodes. Some people have watched the entire series. Some people haven't watched yet. Uh, this will make it easier for people to kind of discuss the show as it's going on. Right. And I think that's great too. And, you know, really builds that uh, anticipation for the next episode, Mm -hmm. you know, so. 
I, I, I just think it, it, well, I mean, obviously it makes sense for Disney as financially and the fact that you're not just, if you, all you want to do is watch the Mandalorian, you're not just buying it for one month and right. then watching it all and then dumping it. True. Uh, but I, I, I just love that it strikes up the conversation, which also brings more people uh, to Disney plus as well. And the chance to watch yeah, these shows. Absolutely. So, anyway, and that is our code word of this week. Mandalorian. The code word is. Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, so, uh, like I said, Star Wars is off the table, but we both agree the Mandalorian is a big, probably the big number one for right. us on shows we want to watch. But exactly. let's get to our other five shows that we want to watch here on Disney Plus beginning on Tuesday. Michelle, what is your number five? <laughs> so my number five is probably a little quirky, um, but it's more something that's very reminiscent as a child with my older brother, and that is watching Zorro, oh. the Zorro movie, The Sign of Zorro. I should like once more to observe your skill with a saber, Senor Zorro. I am not Senor Zorro, and I am not a swordsman. You're too modest. I love Zorro. <laughs> uh, right. Zorro's great. I, I, you know, I mean, we... Uh, I still look back to when we were in Paris right. and it was <laughs> just actually downpouring rain so much that we really couldn't explore the city as much as we like to. And we were in our hotel room stuck at times. Right. Plus it was a Monday, which everything is closed. That's true too. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, we flipped around channels trying to watch something and you know, news is just depressing. So right. <laughs> you can only watch so much CNN Europe or whatever it is. And we, we flipped and we found Zorro in French. <laughs> we were glued to Zorro in French. Exactly. It was great. Uh, so yeah, I, I love it. And that's great. So. Right. I mean, I, I know that probably the, you know, the individual TV show series was probably has a lot of non PC dialogue in it um so but at least this it will have this movie and you're right it was a funny quirky time in paris to be watching zorro in french and yeah. loved it yeah I, I mean i knew like five words in french just enough to kind of get me in and out of shops or whatever michelle can speak some french i've had very little uh but i still enjoyed it just the same without yeah. even understanding hardly any of the dialogue right right so guy williams yeah <laughs> the cutie he's a a handsome man that's right he's a handsome man yes he is uh that's great Uh, my list is pretty much going to be stuff that uh i think is uh new shows i'm not i could have easily talked about all the films and other older shows that uh, we could have watched or whatever Uh, so my stuff is going to be new stuff uh my number five and we caught a piece of this as we caught so many of this uh when we were in uh, when we were out at uh, D23 Expo mm-hmm. 2019, got to see a clip of this and I, I wasn't really expecting much from it. And I saw this and it was just, I just found it completely hilarious. And that is going to be my number five, which is Forky asks a question. <laughs> this is Forky. <laughs> and he has so many questions. What is a friend? What is art? What is time? Time can be future or past. Nope, I'm still lost. (laughs) That was so much fun. Crazy sport. (laughs) Forky Asks a Question. Original shorts streaming November 12th on Disney+. So I'm, I I really didn't have any expectations in this. And then they showed a short while we were at D23 Expo and right. the entire short. 
And I just was cracking up. It was so funny. I, I love, you know, Tony Hale returns to play Forky like he did right. in Toy Story 4. Uh, and he's joined by many of the characters actually from the Toy Story films. You heard a little bit of John Ratzenberger there as Ham. That was one of the, the episode uh, we saw right. was that. And it, it's just really funny. They're just like four to five minute, you know, little shorts. But I... Totally enjoyable, just a blast, and right. I'm excited to to see where this goes. And I think they, you know, Forky could ask so many questions. Obviously, he's you know just out of the trash. Right, he doesn't right. know what's going on in the world. So <laughs> it was just made. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. I, I I find it at least if at least if the one episode uh, we saw is a you know to best to judge it on. Right. It looks like it's just going to be hilarious. Agreed. It almost made my list, and that was a you know definitely a good selection too. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so that's my number five. Michelle, what is your number four Disney Plus film or show that you're planning on watching day one? All right. So my number four is Clone Wars. In this war, a danger there is of losing who we are. The ongoing stalemate in the war has become unacceptable. Skywalker is leading the mission. Do not underestimate him. There he goes again, craving adventure and excitement. You get used to it. Give it everything you've got! That was impressive. Star Wars, The Clone Wars. With a new adventure every week, their galaxy isn't far, far away anymore. That's my master. Oh, yeah. Again, it would have been on my list, but I was laying off of Star right. Wars. Well, the reason I did this one was because I don't think I've ever really seen the entire series. Definitely not uh, in recent times, especially from start to finish. I think, you know, once in a while we would pick up an episode here or there. So I am looking forward to see it uh, more, the story roll out, because I think I've missed some of that experience. Uh, you know, and the, the thing with the Clone Wars, and uh, if you've uh, heard, you know, some of my conversation with Rob on the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. We Which just was a had, great episode. Thank by you. The way. We had a, as Michelle was alluding to, we had a recent episode where we talked about why you want to watch the Clone Wars. Now, if you are a Star Wars fan, but you've only watched the movies, okay, you get so much out of it, and you know maybe you only got so much out of the prequels. There is so much more depth that the Clone Wars adds to the prequels. Yeah, you really understand the characters a bit more. You f you understand the tragedy that is the fall of Anakin Skywalker that right. much more. And also when he's redeemed, you get that much more right. out of it later on. And of course, the original trilogy. But there are just so many great characters. You get more depth on Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's just, it really expands on everything that happens in the clone. Because really, if you've seen the prequels, you've seen the first battle of the Clone Wars and the last battle right, of the Clone right. Wars. There is so much that goes on in between that. There's so much more that expands on the Jedi Order. It really is a great series. I, if you're a Star Wars fan, I can't recommend it enough to go back and rewatch the Clone Wars. And eventually, they're coming out with the new season. I think it's going to be a February of 2020 is, I think, when that's supposed to debut. Nice, yeah. So, right. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, um, it really does delve into character development much better. Uh, and as as you all said, you and Rob both kind of um, really mentioned throughout the, the his podcast that it really does make things make more sense between uh, in the prequels episode two and three. You know, it, it makes it more believable. It makes what's happening in three really solidified as to how 
the progression got to that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to repeat everything that was in that podcast because people should listen to it. Listen to that. Go, go find the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. If you're not already subscribing to it, you definitely should if you're a Star Wars fan. And uh, that episode really delved into the Clone Wars. And I believe we're actually going to do one here coming up this week on why you should watch Rebels if you've never watched mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. So nice choice. Again, it would have been on my list for sure, but right. I was laying Star Wars off my list. So what's list. your number so four? My number four is a new film that's coming out to Disney Plus made specifically for Disney Plus and that is Lady in the Tramp. Let me guess. You're like the center of your people's universe, right? Indeed. Well, I've got no leashes or fences. With me, Every day could be an adventure. This is the night. Wow. This is something else. So I, I love the original. I'm excited for the live action. Uh, obviously, you know, will it live up to the original? You know, probably oh, not. Yeah. You know, <laughs> however, it looks adorable. It does. They used real dogs in this. Right. Real dogs that were actually rescue, rescue dogs, dogs. <laughs> for the most part. Uh, and I, I just think it's fascinating. I can't. It looks beautiful from the trailer. It, they, they, the, the dogs all look so cute. And you know, the cast is great. I'm just excited for it. I, I, I want to see where it goes. And. Um, you know, whether it, like I said, you know, many of these live actions obviously have not surpassed the originals, but that doesn't mean we can't enjoy them just sure. the same. And yeah. I'm looking forward to enjoying this one. Right. And it's still a great story. And I agree with you. It was, it would have been an honorable mention on my list. Um, and maybe because deep down in my mind, I, in my heart, I knew you were going to include that one. <laughs> I'm so easy to read. I know, <laughs> but that was still. That's why a I was great terrible choice. at the poker table. <laughs> no. Very good selection, though, because it does look great, and it, you know, I love the, you know, like you're saying that the fact that the company actually used rescue dogs instead of you know actor dogs and things like that was really cool. And many of them, what we found out at the D23 Expo was that many of them have now found homes since uh, nice. performing within right. this show. So that's that's great news as well. So that's awesome. So uh, that's my number four. Let's get to. Michelle's number three show she's going to watch on Disney Plus day one. All right. So um, it's funny you say day one because those words are in the title Mm -hmm. of the one that I would like to see um, that I'm anxious to see. And we saw a little bit of it um, kind of discussed at D23 as well is One Day at Disney. What this company is more than anything, aside from the legacy of Walt Disney, is a collection of many talented people doing the same thing, which is trying to touch people's hearts. It's amazing what you can do with a little imagination. I just love that no two days are the same. My job is to give kids and families a voice. This is forever. To now be able to give those memories to other families, it's everything to me. I would argue with anybody that said I didn't have the best job in the company. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for that one as well. I don't think it's going to be on on day one, but it's coming soon and it's going to be exciting when it comes out. I think you're wrong. Yeah, well, I hope I hope you're only- right because I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing it. Yeah, I mean, I think the only reason I say that is because I remember they were doing the pre-sale of the book mm-hmm. there and saying that if you pre-purchased the book from them at D23, that you would actually get the book on November 12th when the series was going to start. Yeah. I hope you're right. Uh, I I want, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But if it, if it, I, I think it was coming, even if it's not on November 12th, I think I heard it was going to be in December. So it won't be long before it's on there. And I'm very excited to see it. it one, right. it'll be both a movie and it's going to be a series as right, well. Right. You know, a documentary one day thing, but also uh, more focused on uh, each of these individuals in as the series progresses. Right. So, I mean, th- that's what, in case you haven't heard of this, it's, going to be featuring different cast members throughout the Disney company throughout the world. They took one day and did all the filming in one day all throughout the world, as I mentioned, and just focused on a particular individual and the the work that they did. And it sounds like they're going to have such a variety of very interesting, unique type of roles that each of these people play to make the day, you know, each day at Disney be very special in the form of, of entertainment for their guests. Yeah, I mean, uh, we saw the, the panel for this. And, uh, you know, the one of the interesting things about it is uh, most of these people that were being filmed didn't know that it was for this grand scale thing. They thought it was like something for the newsletter or right, something. They really right. didn't know up until the end when they went when they appeared on this panel. Right. Even was, when they were on stage, they were right. saying they just found out as they were coming out. That it was going to be this huge thing. And it's it's everywhere from like, you know, a maintenance worker all the way up to Bob Iger. You right. know? So and everything in between, all sorts of, you know, imagineers, uh artists, all sorts of different dancers. Yes. I mean, yeah. Uh, all sorts of different people involved within the the Walt Disney Company and they were all filmed on the very same day. The logistics are crazy. Yes. And I'm looking to see looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. Right. And there is an accompanying book that is coming out and um Maybe they did move it up because I did see uh, that the book wasn't coming out now until December 3rd. So maybe there's been some things that delayed it. Yeah, I, I think it's coming out in December, but I'm hoping you're right and it's day one. But either way, I'm excited once that de- debuts. It's going to be one of those things that are, is going to be a not to right, miss right. Uh, for us in our household for sure. And there's going to be so much to watch on day one that if this it's one true. gets push back that's fine no no problem anyways no problem interesting concept of what they're going to be showing Mm -hmm. and i think it'll it'll make some very unique interesting watching yeah the funny thing about this or the d23 panel this was the panel that was the super secret panel that everybody was like what is it is it going to be the new tomorrowland (laughs) is it going to be all the epcot stuff are they opening a fifth gate what is going on you know and then people were kind of when they actually found out what it was initially were a little disappointed in it and we went to it because we had booked in advance not knowing uh whether or not you know what this panel would be right. uh we went there and we're completely locked in on it once right. we saw it and heard the story and what was went on with it and I, I think it got undersold a little bit because the people were disappointed because they were speculating <laughs> on what it might be uh but really uh, i think it's gonna be fantastic and i think everybody out there is going to love it yeah and it made sense why it was super secret i mean if the people who are involved in who were being filmed and who are going to be in this book featured 
featured in this book, weren't even knowledgeable about the fact that this was going to be a series and a book, I can see where they had to make it super secret. Mm -hmm. And it was fun seeing it unroll in front of our eyes with these people. And, you know, and again, it was one of those very touching tears to our eyes Mm -hmm. experience seeing these people in each and every one of them say they have the best job in the world. Right. Yeah. So. They all believe it. And yep. that, that's really cool. So uh, very exciting and uh, looking forward to checking that out for sure. So uh, that's a great pick. Oh, what about your number three, honey? My number three actually is it, it changed position several different times throughout mm. this because it's actually one that I'm really, really excited about. It was higher or whatever, but then I found some other things that it kind of just kind of pushed ahead of it, but it doesn't matter. It could be one A, one B, one C for all these last three that I'm going to go through. And uh, my number three is going to be the world according to Jeff Goldblum. My name is Jeff Goldblum. The name of the show is uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Wow. I'm sort of fascinated by a lot of things. Sneakers. These shoes are worth twelve to $15,000. Oh, boy. Denim. Tattoos. Whoa. Ah. Is it going to keep vibrating like that? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and then, every once in a while, I break into song. Okay, anyway, what were we talking about? This is what the show is going to be like. So if any of this tempts you or wearies you, you can make a decision right here. Okay, I mean, who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? The guy's so quirky and right. interesting. And I mean, you just hear that trailer and just the pieces, and that's just a snippet of it. The whole trailer's hilarious. It is. And I just got to imagine that the show is going to be the same. And yet it's going to be educational. You're going to learn a bunch of different things at the same time as Jeff Goldblum is going into try out these different jobs right? and hobbies. <laughs> and it looks fascinating. Right. Um, I agree. And it's funny because before we started recording today, I said I thought we were we would have one match on our list and that was the one and Uh, it is it's number two on my uh, list i agree jeff goldblum is so entertaining in how he delivers information and like you said it's going to be what is it edutainment yes and um just taking everyday things and really doing reveals through his perspective and how he can you know bring that to the forefront I agree with you. I'm super excited about that. Totally locked in. It's another <laughs> one that I just can't wait to see and and see how he interacts with all these people. Again, the go. I mean, just check out the trailer and just looking at that. If you don't, if you're not sold on it just by watching the trailer, and again, I only give you about half of it there. Uh, it's <laughs> then I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about it because it's just <laughs> hilarious, and I'm so excited for it. It looks like it's going to be a blast. Yes, definitely. So definitely. that that was my number two. My number three. Your number two. So I guess we're back to me for my number two. And again, this one was, uh, it it fluctuated at different parts. But again, I I think these last three are 1A, 1B, 1C for Mm -hmm. me. But this is kind of where I flesh it out at number two. And I I kind of love Broadway musicals. I don't know if you know this about me. And (laughs) I find that this, the, the concept behind this is extremely interesting. Hi, I'm Kristen Bell. And this is Encore. I've never been more famous than I was my senior year. I didn't have a lot of self-confidence in high school. But we're going to remount your production in a week's time. 17-year-old Miss Hannigan did not have to wear specs. You're looking at me going, you play Danny Zuko? 
I had hair back then. We've hit some snags with some of the singing ability. I'm an ordinary woman. <coughs> Whoop, you need water? <laughs> yeah, we always thought that we would be okay. Back then, I was a dancer, but I was involved in a hit and run. I knew I wasn't gonna walk again. There could be a creative way to do like this really magical dance moment. Being able to be in this show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. So uh, that is the trailer for Encore, which is going to take these people who, when they were in high school, um, did these musicals for right. they, you know they were on their own, you know whatever this the stage team. Uh, back in the, you know, they were the theater group back in high school and now they're adults, you know, forties, whatever it may be, thirties, forties, and they're going to bring them back to recreate their musical all thrown together in a week's time. (laughs) It sounds like a brilliant concept. I'm all in on the concept alone. And then just to see the joy that's going to come out of this, you heard some of the scenes there. If you look at the the guy who was in the hit and run and is in a wheelchair right. and they're like, we can do something different and give you this fascinating dance number in your wheelchair. I, I can just feel the tears already are going to oh, come absolutely. from me. Uh, not only that, you know, it's hosted by Kristen Bell and they're going to be bringing in actual some of the Broadway performers. I know that Susan Egan has already said that she is going to be on an episode where they recreate Beauty and the Beast. Of wow. course, she was the original right. On Broadway, and Susan Egan, of course, is one of our favorites. And, oh yeah! Um, so I think they're bringing in more of those uh, for various episodes. Uh, again, I love musical theater. I'm all in on this show. I, I'm I'm excited to to see where this all goes. Right, I agree with you. It's one that's definitely going to probably uh, you know tug at your heart and you know show a lot of fun and joy and it's a great selection for sure yeah i, I again i i i just love that the, this background stuff before i think you're gonna laugh i think you're gonna cry i i think it's going to be inspirational right i i just really it sounds it, the concept is fantastic and i can't wait to see how it plays out yeah absolutely so that's Thank you. Uh, that is my number two. Let's get to our number one show, besides for The Mandalorian, the number <laughs> one show that Michelle is looking forward to watching on Disney+. Plus. Well, my number one for future, if we were to include future releases, would have been Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Candace Against the Universe. Right. I, I was actually expecting that to be on your list. <laughs> yeah. So. But um, figuring that we were probably looking at what is going to be available on the opening day or shortly thereafter, I guess is um, so my number one would be the Imagineering story series. There's really no secret about our approach. We keep moving forward. We're always exploring and experimenting. We call it Imagineering. Behind all of these curtains are different projects going on. This is the cutting edge of the technology of Imagineering. I've heard about it. Is it true? There is this underground city, and I wonder what's down there. I don't know if you've ever walked through the hallways of a Star Destroyer before. Oh, we're in the inner sanctum of the Disneyland Matterhorn. Nobody ever gets the chance to see us. Only a special few.
And that is my number one as well. Wow. As you know, I mean, look, I mean, who doesn't love Imagineering? Right. It's got to be. Right. Wow. I wasn't expecting you to do that. I'm, I'm, that's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I've always had personally a passion for Disney parks and attractions history. So, you know, this really looks intriguing. Um, plus, it seems like they're really going to have some honest sharing of what may have been problems for the company mm-hmm. obviously I'm, they're not going to make things look you know terrible or anything like that but I, I do like the fact that they are going to share some of the challenges or downfalls that they did have to work through and also the fact that the director is Leslie Iwerks who is the daughter to the former Imagineer Don Iwerks and granddaughter to Up Iwerks who was obviously very instrumental in in the very early days of the Disney company. Yeah, worked with Walt right at the beginning of the company. Exactly. Right? exactly. So uh, fascinating stuff. I mean, like I said, who doesn't love Imagineering? Who doesn't want to know you know, why, how these rides were created, the, the creative process behind all these various attractions right. and various things that we enjoy every single day at the parks and resorts. It's, uh, it's fascinating that the, you know, obviously it looks like we're going to get to so much behind the curtain as you actually heard on that trailer mm-hmm. uh, stuff that's uh, going on back backstage and I, I couldn't be more excited for that uh, documentary yeah documentary series actually right, so right. it's gonna be multiple things and uh, I think it's gonna be a blast and that's why it's my number one. Oh, very cool yeah. yeah I think originally they were going to do it as a movie I believe as you know just one thing and then they realized that there was so much to share that they were able to make it into a series. Yeah, uh, really cool. And I think it's going to have some fascinating stuff. We're going to learn things. Uh, and it's, it, it, I mean, you know, we always talk about, you know, what job would you want to have if you worked for Walt Disney? And, you know, so many times they're like, I'd love to be an Imagineer. Right. I'd all love to be Imagineers. Well, now you're not going to actually be an Imagineer, but you're going to get a little peek into what it is like to be an Imagineer. And I think we all are, are are all hands on deck for that one. Right. You know, when we did the um, lunch with the Imagineers, one of the things that was really interesting hearing from him was the fact that when they're working on a project, how they bring in other people to be, you know, quasi-Imagineer roles Mm -hmm. to help them design it. And so that could mean people who are from, you know, housekeeping or gardening or, you know, whatever different things that could impact a particular uh, attraction and the flow of it, you know, really makes it very inclusive of mm-hmm. so much information that they gather to create the best experience for the guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we're going to find out a lot more about the process in, in the show. And I think that's going to be fascinating. Right. And, and it's so. nice too, that they're starting from the very beginning with the history of Disneyland mm-hmm. opening. And, you know, um, from what I've been reading that it, it even includes some of the stories that we've heard to where that first day had a lot of glitches <laughs> um, <laughs> as well. So, so, but yeah, I think it's going to be really intriguing. Yeah, uh, very excited for it. And uh, that's why it's my number one. It's your number one. Yeah. I imagine outside of like the Mandalorian and a few other things, right. uh, it's going to be most people's number one, especially people who are fans of the parks. Uh, exactly. I think uh, they're excited. There's also the one that's uh, uh, the Dwayne Johnson series that is going to look behind uh, the the individual attractions themselves. Mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, is right. leading this. And that's that nearly made my list too because that sounds fun as well. You know, not just in, in 
Imagineering in general, but actually behind the scenes of various different attractions and how they work. We've been lucky enough to uh, be on like the the Keys of the Kingdom tour, right. and uh, you know some other things, and actually get to see like uh, the inside of the Haunted Mansion and how right. some of that works, exactly. and that was fascinating. And right. uh, I think you, this is kind of going to be that only in your own living room. So really, really cool. Cool with the Rock, you know, with the with the Rock, all about the you. <laughs> it is all about the you. My alumni bud. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You, are. you guys hanging out at the alumni luncheon together. Right, right. Yeah. You're about the size of his arm. <laughs> and then Shaq went and got a degree where I got my undergraduate. That's so right. Hey. You just know every, you're just, a, you're just a teaming up with all the, all the celebrities out there, aren't you? Very nice. You can edit any of that out. It's all perfect. It fits totally, completely in. Great stuff. So that's our list of what we're looking forward to on Disney Plus, uh, either day one or very soon afterwards. We'd love to know what you're looking forward to or what you watch, because probably by the time you hear this, you may have already been watching it. You may not be listening to us this week. Our numbers may be down this week because everybody's going to be doing Disney Plus from morning till night. Listen to us in the car. Hopefully you can find some places so you can squeeze us in to listen to this show. But uh, it's really exciting, and uh, we—I yeah, I know we're just going to be shut-ins for a while watching right. Disney Plus once it debuts here on Tuesday, and that's that's very exciting. So that's it for our main topic. Uh, now we're going to move to our Disney stories of the week, and we're going to start our Disney stories of the week with the fact that uh, we actually went out to Disneyland just for a really quick uh, afternoon on. Friday to mm-hmm. go uh, experience a little taste of the festival of the holidays. Right. Worked out for us nice that I had a meeting up there in that area anyway. So uh, yeah, the three of us went in and it was amazing. The transformation since we were there not too long ago and saw all the uh, Halloween festivities going on to see it very immersed into Christmas. And it is so beautiful. It is beautiful. It's so good. I love the holiday season out at uh, any of the Disney parks, whether it's the Walt Disney World Resort or Disneyland Resort. But uh, it's just really decked out really well. Yeah, Michelle had a meeting on uh, Friday. We went up Thursday night, spent the night up in Pasadena, mm-hmm. and then she got out at like one. Uh, and so after battling traffic, we got to the <laughs> uh, Disneyland Resort at around 2 30 and you know we didn't want to stay too late because we did still have to battle the traffic home as well but we were out there for about four hours and got to sample a few things and uh you know check out uh, some of the holiday overlays that are out there that we haven't experienced yet this year including uh it's small world holiday which Which is awesome which they've actually it's always fantastic but it's even they've added new things this year right uh, that you're if you haven't gone out there yet to check it out uh there's new stuff that really is beautiful stuff within that attraction that i think you're gonna love Yes, and they've added some scents mm-hmm. so to heighten your senses. Yes, yeah, so notice some it. cinnamon in there right. a couple places. Exactly. And yeah. Uh, one thing about it, and if you don't know about the uh, It's a Small World holiday, they, they of course, uh, it's still It's a Small World. They still have all the dolls and around from right. all the various countries, every all the different continents of the world singing It's a Small World, but uh, they also intercut uh, different Christmas carols right. within it as well. And every single one of these dolls has at least a little piece of holiday decoration right. attached to them and the, the the imagineers and the people that work on it um have fun creating it and yes. doing it different ways every single year so it's slightly different every single year yeah so i mean whether you're looking at different things related to the costumes of the dolls or the different light displays and things hanging from the ceiling it's 
just really stunning and beautiful. And, you know, it gives that real holiday feel for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, no, it really is. It's great. You know, whenever you think of it's a small world, if it gets a bit tedious for you, uh, you should left, definitely take the time if you're out at the Disneyland Park, the, at the Disneyland Resort, to go uh, and check it out because uh, they do such great work on it. It's fun right. and it does get you into the holiday season. At least do it once uh, while you're out there. Also, the overlays over at uh, Cars Land are always great. <laughs> at, at uh, of course, uh, you know, um, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. They do uh, kind of twisted Christmas songs with that. And then at uh, Luigi's, um, what is it? The Rope, why can't I think of the name of it, right? The name, but Rollick and Roadsters uh, as well. They do some Christmas themed songs out there with those attractions. And then, of course, all the the decorations up and down Route 66 in Cars Land are all decked out using car parts. Christmas holiday, you know, decorations with car parts that are just spectacular and just totally enjoyable. Very it's just creative. Such a great time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, um, it goes without saying that, you know, the Disneyland side is also very beautiful, traditional deck out as, you know, the holidays. The castle looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, in California Adventure Park, it is really unique ways of how they have brought in the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the holiday spirit, they also brought in the holiday food, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I don't know if you were watching like the Disney Parks blog this week, but it seemed like every other hour they were putting out another <laughs> fall holiday food guide, whether it be for the Very Merry Christmas Party out right. at uh, Walt Disney World, at Magic Kingdom Park, at Walt Disney World Resort. Or the very like three different holiday food guides for Disneyland and Disney California Adventure right. Park, and we were just drooling over it all. We did, again, we were only there for a few hours, so we didn't get to sample a lot, but we did sample a couple of things while we were out at uh, Disney California Adventure Park. Right, and you know what's really great there? So they have these uh, kiosks, kind of like what you would see in Epcot, but they're all very very close together, uh, kind of in a row, and. The great thing is you can pay at one and just go pick up your food at the other locations, the other kiosks. So that's really convenient as well. And I think that's what what allowed us a chance to try a a variety of food there. Right. Uh, So we did hit up a couple things. I started with the uh, one thing that I picked out of the list that I wanted to try uh, significantly, which actually wasn't at one of those marketplace stops, but it was uh, one of the sip and saver items. If you're getting the sip and saver pass or whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's over at the uh, smoke jumpers grill. Right. And it was the loaded latke. So it's potato latkes mm-hmm. with a brisket and a uh, a cream horseradish cream sauce and green onions. Not Michelle's uh, favorite thing. She's not really a horseradish fan, but uh, I checked it out. I thought it was excellent. Uh, really nice and uh, surprisingly crispy latkes, which are Jewish potato pancakes. Right. Um, good brisket. The, the horseradish cream sauce was excellent. Added a nice spice to it, but with the creaminess as well. Um, I would recommend that dish if you kind of like those things. I, I enjoyed that very much. Right. And what was nice too, that it wasn't, even though it was loaded, it wasn't a giant portion mm-hmm. so that you were still able to fit in some other great foods yeah. at the festival. It was just kind of a couple small latkes with uh, some of the, the brisket on there right. and the cream sauce. It was really good. Uh, Michelle also tried something that I think was one of her favorites, which was the reimagined beef wellington yeah which i had a bite of enjoyed it yeah you ate the whole thing Uh, it was delicious delicious and you know we paired it up with uh, a wine excuse me with a beer that they had there which was a 
Let me think of the whole title. <laughs> can you name that whole title? <laughs> I don't know that I can. I'd have to get my app. It was a cookies and cream stout, essentially, right, that, is what it was. Right. I don't know if I, that's not that's not the whole title, but it was a, like a cookies and cream stout, but that, right. which was very good. Yeah, it, it really paired nicely. But yes, that beef Wellington was delicious, and I liked how they they had it displayed. It it was really cute and enjoyable for yeah. sure. I posted a picture of it on social media. It's it's kind of a, a puff pastry Mickey head uh, with the, the beef Wellington in the middle, the beef part right. of it of the Wellington uh, in the middle. Like I said, I had a bite. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. Um, I, that's one that I would highly recommend, and I know you think the same way. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, we also tried, uh, what was it, the uh, the upside down shepherd's pie, which right. was actually not a shepherd's pie because it was, um, it was actually vegetable-based. It was kind of right. like the impossible bird type exactly. thing, right? Right, yeah. And that was very good, too. Uh, it was Scott's favorite. I mean, he... Uh he had, he had two servings. Right. He had his and mine. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, they're small servings. <laughs> I was not as a, extremely as much of a fan. It was fine. Uh, I, I I make my own shepherd's pie or whatever, and I like I, I like that Worcestershire sauce uh, taste mm-hmm. that it has to it. And I thought it was lacking that a little bit. It needed a little more seasoning for me personally. But right. like you said, Scott loved it, and you yeah, it was pretty good. Right. So. I think the seasoning. Uh, of the protein was definitely lacking there as well. I I get what you're saying. And we've made um, shepherd's pie, quasi shepherd's pie or or, uh, vegan shepherd's pie before with Boca burgers. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are different ways of doing it. And I agree it it did need a little bit, but it was so adorable Mm -hmm. too. And then the other thing that I tried was I tried the pot roast sandwich that was on like a potato roll and uh, that was pretty good. I mean, the the, the potato roll is nice. Uh, the beef was fork tender, as you would hope for a pot mm-hmm. roast and saucy. Uh, they had a little horseradish cream on the top. The only thing I wished is that they had the horseradish cream that they used for the uh, the latkes, the loaded latkes, because mm-hmm. it had a little nicer spice to it. This one was a little dulled down. Uh, Michelle actually might have liked it more because the horseradish <laughs> was barely noticeable. Uh, I just think it would have played out a little bit better if that horseradish stood out a little more. Uh, but overall, you know, I liked the, the dish for the most part. Right. So. It was like a slider. I mean, I think uh, one of the things I noticed this year, this time versus some of the other festivals in the past was that things seem to be cooked um, appropriately in terms of their texture, mm-hmm. you know, so things weren't really tough, you know, they weren't overcooked or anything like that. It, and so they were very enjoyable. Yeah, which is pretty good for day one of the, you know, these things being out there. And, you know, right. maybe, you know, they'll do some adjustments to the seasoning, who knows? And, and you know, maybe, you know, I just got a bad portion of the cream sauce, you know, right. or whatever, the horseradish didn't stand out. Who knows? But I, I would recommend if you like pot roast, if you like tender beef and a little sandwich, it's just a little tiny sandwich um, that you give it a shot and some of these other uh, items as well. But since we were out there such a short time, uh, we really didn't get to try all the things we want to try. And we're not going to go down the whole list of things because there's so many things, but we wanted to give it like the five things that we still want to try when we get out there. We're going to be heading out again on Thursday night. We're going to be out there for Moonlight Magic at DVC Moonlight Magic. Uh, So we're looking to try a few more things when we get out there and then and possibly even later on in the holiday season. So let's get to the five things that we're looking to try. Michelle, what are you looking forward to sampling? Um, well, I think that one of the things that I thought, and it, it's more of a dessert item that was adorable, were the Mickey and Minnie cookies. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not one to necessarily want to go out and get cookies, but those were really so adorable and cute that I, they're irresistible. <laughs> 
I agree. I like those two. Those are, those are cute. Uh, I'll go along with that same line as one of mine that I want to try out there is the mini wreath donut. What actually looks like a more of a, a croissant donut right. than anything else. Uh, but it's uh, you know it says it's a flaky donut. Uh, it's filled with chocolate peppermint ganache. And it has this uh, cute frosting, wreath frosting on the top of it. It's just an adorable looking uh, donut that I'm looking forward to trying. Right. And I agree with you. And I, and I saw pictures that they put on the Disney Parks blog website of that and, and trying to figure out how they did stuff it with ganache. But yeah, that one definitely sounds yummy. And again, we're, we're not big dessert fans mm. when we go to these festivals but uh that one was definitely on my list as mm-hmm. well you have another one on your list well like, it's funny i say that and now i'm saying everything that's desserty but um yeah one of the other things that i'm looking forward to uh getting at flows uh, V8 Cafe is their peppermint milkshake yeah the chocolate peppermint shake which yes. is on mine as well on my list as well um flows has such great milkshakes Oh, yeah, they're delicious, um, you know, very traditional kind of uh, how they present it and everything. And, you know, we talked about the pumpkin one that they had during the Halloween festival, and we've always enjoyed their 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 shake. So looking forward to this one as well, yeah. having the peppermint involved in there. The, the chocolate peppermint uh, mashup is, is always a favorite of mine. And uh, yeah, it's also topped with whipped cream and, and crushed peppermint road gravel. Yes. You know? So uh, a lot of fun. And like I said, uh, if you if you go to Flo's V8 Cafe, uh, you'll, you will definitely want to try uh, some of their shakes because uh, they're just delicious. Whether you like the, the peppermint chocolate one or not, or, you know, go back to the pumpkin one when it comes about. Again, uh, next year uh, their shakes are, are just excellent I think you're going to want to uh, try them out uh, my next item that I want to try is and I actually think I tried it last year and I really enjoyed it and that was the uh, shrimp and grits from the holiday duets marketplace uh, with andouille sausage and I just love shrimp and grits and it's right. a nice little small helping of it but it's got a nice spice uh, the grits are usually cooked pretty well uh, considering it's not really you know we're not really a grits area but right. uh, I, I, I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to trying it again this year yeah that is definitely a good choice uh, my next thing, uh, and, and I love the name of this marketplace, which was the Merry Mashups Marketplace, was is going to be the turkey and stuffing tamale with mm-hmm. cranberry relish. You know, so I thought I could see that coming together and being a really, you know, fun way of producing a tamale and I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, um, uh, me too. I didn't put it on my list because of the fact that I knew it was going to be on your list because I know you were <laughs> excited about it. It's actually funny we didn't pick it up because we talked so much about it going right, up uh, right. on this trip, but we are excited to check it out uh, when we get up there. But that's one of the ones that I would uh, like to sample as well. I always love that, uh, that, you know, the, the whole holiday dinner and swim dish. And then if you change it up a little bit, you know, it, it, it you know, to something right. different like a tamale, that's fascinating. And uh, so the next thing on my dish is kind of similar in that vein. And that's the Thanksmas sandwich <laughs> that's uh, going to be over at the Jolly Holiday Bakery and Cafe, which is oven roasted turkey, stuffing, gravy, and cranberry sauce on rustic mm. bread. I mean, it's your, it's your day after Thanksgiving turkey sandwich right there in the parks, and that's I'm all in on right? that. I, who doesn't <laughs> love that? So um, I'm definitely excited to, to try one of those out when we get back up there. Yeah, baby. So I have another one that's uh, actually another plant-based one. They really have done a great job with their plant-based foods there. So um, they have a plant-based chili 
Rayano. I can't talk. Um, it so it, that has roasted poblano stuffed with vegetable stew, stew, tomato with roasted tomato sauce and tofu sour cream, and served with Spanish rice and black beans. Sounds great, and mm-hmm. looks that's one I'd like to try as well. I'm going to stick kind of in that same vein, although I am not going veggie with this one. I am going meat <laughs> with this one. I'm actually I'm going pork with this one. And finally, the last dish I want to try when we get out there is the pork al pastor non taco so this is at the merry mashups marketplace and so the non-bread is kind of you know you think of that more as middle eastern type Mm -hmm. food and then you know the el pastor taco pork you know is more of a mexican type thing so that's the mashup so it's it comes with pineapple pico de gallo and cilantro lime crema and uh that hits all the flavor notes that i love and i'm looking forward to trying that dish as well yeah and I'll just round it off with another drink because that's what, just how I am. Um, but Carl Strauss Brewing Company is, it has a 10 beers for breakfast maple stout. Wow. 10 beers for, for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like what we do before the show. If you've, I heard, wish. Us, if you've heard us talking. <laughs> so. so, yeah. So real, and, and that's just like just a sampling of all the wonderful things yeah. that they are serving out there. So uh, honestly, I, I, I was going down the list of all these things. I'm like, we're going to need four stomachs. To eat. I know there's so much stuff we want to try and you just can't possibly try it all unless you're lucky enough to be able to get out there multiple times right. and sample so many different things because uh, the food looks spectacular, both at uh, Disneyland, but also uh, the, the food that's coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. We saw us, we're going to the very Merry Christmas party when we're out there in December. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking forward to sampling a lot of that stuff out there, but they're also going to have more festival holiday stuff uh, going on out there, and we can't wait to sample all that food. So exciting, exciting stuff. It is exciting and delicious. And delicious. So uh, let's kind of stick into that holiday mode, and we're going to talk now about the schedule for the Disney holiday specials that are coming soon to both ABC and the Disney Channel. And this is straight from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, It all kicks off with the Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration. That'll start on Thursday, November 28th. That's Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. That'll be on from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC and on the ABC app. And that's going to be uh, hosts Matthew Morrison and Emma Button along with co-host Jesse Palmer as they present the two-hour primetime special on Thanksgiving night from Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida and Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland Resort, California. So that's a fun way to get things started on Thanksgiving night when you got the whole family together anyway. True. And, you know, I know a lot of people feel like talking about the holidays this early in the season might be a little bit stretching it. So, But I think Thanksgiving, most people will agree, is the official you can celebrate the holidays kicking off the yeah. real holiday season <laughs> yeah uh among the things they're going to do on that show is they're going to give you a sneak peek into uh star wars rise of the resistance since that'll be opening up just What's like that? a week after that I, i've heard of something about it uh, some sort of a you know space wars attraction thing i don't know something like that well, science fiction people <laughs> who likes that stuff i don't know uh next up will be the disney channel holiday party at walt disney world which airs friday december 13th from 8 to 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern and Pacific time on Disney Channel and Disney Now app. And that'll be Disney Channel's Zombies 2 stars, uh, Meg Donnelly and uh, Milo Mannheim will host this holiday party, treating fans 
to a magical holiday celebration featuring performances from Disney Channel stars Isaac Ryan Brown, Ruby Rose Turner, and Kylie Cantrell. So uh, that'll cute. be another fun thing in the middle of Disney to go yeah. check out, and especially for the, any, any of you fans of the Disney Channel and some of their shows. Right. Uh, a lot of these stars they were just mentioning are on various Disney Channel shows. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And finally, it all wraps up with the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade. It obviously will be on Christmas Day, December 25th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central, Mountain, and Pacific Time. Uh, although they do say uh, air times may vary, so check your listings. And that'll be on ABC and the ABC app. And this is, of course, Disney's annual Christmas celebration, which will air with uh, on Christmas morning with, on ABC, hosted by uh, Matthew Morrison again and also Emma Button again as well and also uh, TV host uh, Jesse Palmer so uh, that's exciting they're going to give you a sneak peek at a Disney uh, excuse me uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway during that show wow so, that's cool yeah. so we're looking forward to seeing that uh, parade mm-hmm. actually Christmas Eve <laughs> that's right I know yeah, so, so. That'll yeah, and they taper ahead of time, but I think they'll probably be taping I think it. They're right. actually taping it right now. I know. I think, I, I think our friends uh, Monday morning monorail podcast. They were at the uh, the. I just saw a post from them this morning on Twitter that they were at the uh, um, happily ever after dessert party last night. Right. Matthew Morrison was in there with them. So, wow. Yeah, so that's pretty cool and lucky for them to get that experience. Yeah. Uh, I hope they uh, were able to uh, meet him. But either way, what a what a fun thing. So I think they're filming yes. a lot of these things right now as sure. we speak. So that's it for the holiday special. Now let's get out to something else that is a going to be extremely a holiday special. And that's because, as we all know, hashtag real men love frozen. Every day it's a little harder as I feel my power grow. Don't you know there's part of me that loves to go into the unknown. Just a little piece of what will surely be a smash hit coming from Frozen 2. And we've gotten the early reactions. The premiere was this week. Uh, There are several people that saw Frozen 2 already. And the reactions so far are fairly positive for Frozen 2. Right. Well, first of all, let's say that lady can sing. She is so talented. Mm -hmm. Well, how amazing. And yeah, it does seem like that's going to be one of the songs that might get stuck in your head. But it sounds beautiful. Yeah, so here's what uh, some of the people said coming out of the premiere of Frozen 2. Adam Tickets film writer Alicia Grosso wrote on Twitter that she cried at least, quote, at least three times, end quote, saying the sequel, quote, is breathtakingly beautiful and leans in on empowerment for its characters. From the story to the last thread on Elsa's dress, the care and love put on, into its shows. And good news Every one of Team Elsa gets at least one solo this time around, end quote. So nice. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, the uh, This is from uh, film critic Clayton Davis. He said the Disney princesses took on bigger themes this time and said, quote, sincerely, the, uh, the sequel sincerely acknowledges that its fan base has grown over the last six years and they have new things to learn in a changing world songs are plentiful beautiful shots at times it was something i really needed end quote oh, wow. yeah 
Uh, Writer-director Ben Meckler tweeted that Frozen 2 is, quote, the rare sequel that surpasses the original. The scope is twice is twice as staggering the action twice as thrilling the songs twice as catchy <laughs> don't think i needed a sequel to frozen but turns out i was very very wrong end quote uh, i can go on and on through right. many more of these uh for the most part they were glowing there was one that was kind of is good not as good as the original but you know right. i enjoyed it just the same but pretty much everybody's saying it's at least on par with the original which i loved uh, if not better. And then there right. many people are saying that the songs are better, which I think we kind of got, we saw, I think three songs when right. we were at the D23 Expo uh, played, including the entire Into the Unknown, right. which I just played a snippet of there. And I walked out of there thinking, wow, if that continues on, th- these songs are going to be better than the original. And that's what yes. people are saying so far. Right, right. And it's really great seeing that uh, the Disney company is taking some, you know, recognition to things that are going on in society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw that with Zootopia and now uh, sounds like this is also going to really be highlighting some of that and, and, you know, power and strength and, you know, having that ability to, you know, maybe overcome some true obstacles in life. Right. Good, strong female role models right. uh, and good role models in general. Right. Um, uh, really happy. And, you know, like I said, hashtag real men love frozen. Mm-hmm. I love frozen and I'm excited to see. I'm I, my, you are? my excitement <laughs> grows every single day. We're going to be there the first night. We have our tickets. I cannot wait to see frozen too. And I know, you know, I can't remember who it was that said they cried three times. Right. I'm probably going to cry 12 times, oh, yeah. you know, during this film. So Definitely. I'm a very, very, very excited to see it. And I'm not the only one because uh, this is another story we have. Frozen 2 is already breaking box office records. This from Forbes.com. And this was actually a couple days ago. So the numbers have actually increased from this. But this was just after day one. Fresh off the presses, both Adam Tickets and Fandango are reporting that Frozen 2 sold more tickets in the first 24 hours of pre-sales than any prior animated movie. Uh, the Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck directed animated sequel starring, of course, Kristen Bell and Adina Menzel as Anna and Elsa is positioned to nab a pretty huge opening weekend when it launches on November 22nd with official pre-release tracking putting the Friday through Sunday debut at over 100 million. That would be a record for a non-summer animated opening. I think I uh, saw another story later on that it actually the 48 hours was also was even more was record setting sure, as well. Sure. Uh, so uh, I'm not the only man. Now, I'm not the only one who hashtag real men love Frozen. There's a lot of people out there that are excited. You know, and I think it's funny because I think Frozen got a bad rap for a while. I thought Frozen was a brilliant movie. Right. I thought it was really, really good. And I think that it just, you know, maybe the songs got overplayed and it got so much hype that right. people kind of got sick of it for a little while. Sure. I didn't. But I think that some people did and they didn't want to hear about it anymore. But I think now that we've had you know, whatever it is, six years or whatever it is in between, uh, that people have been able to take a step back from it and realize how great it was and are excited for a more adult, uh, more, you know, aged version uh, of these characters. Uh, I'm excited about it. And I think obviously uh, many people are. Right. I agree with you. And I guess I can understand with the, you know, overviewing. I I could say that too about um, Lion King that, you know, our son loved Lion King so much that was playing constantly and after a while it's like okay I loved it but now I'm not sure Mm -hmm. and so I can see how people might have felt that way about Frozen having it being played around them a lot but I love that they are taking a more modern more um 
you know, powerful theme to the storyline. I thought Frozen was already women, uh, female empowerment. I right. mean, I think it was the, 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 both the princesses and obviously Queen Elsa was, were, were strong. Uh, they didn't really need a man to save them. Right. Essentially sure. they saved themselves. And I, I thought it was a really great start to all this. And, uh, it sounds like this one's even more along those lines, but I just think all the characters are great. Olaf is great. Love Kristoff, yes. love Sven. Right. You know, I, I just think it's, it's a great troop of actors who playing great roles really in-depth roles and i'm excited to see where the story goes right i totally agree don't get me wrong i loved it i didn't get sick of it because i don't think we ended up watching it over and over um it really did have (laughs) it really had has like you said very powerful and very entertaining uh and all of them have their own little quirky, funny parts to it as well. So it really, it touches on all types of entertainment, I feel. And like I said at the beginning of the segment, the music and the talent of these actors in in singing these songs is so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm all in. Can't wait. Excited. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right. So can't wait to hear what you all think of the movie as well. And of course, we will give a review. I will write up a review and we will also do a review on the show after we see the film. So that's it for the Disney stories of oh, the I week. Oh, Michelle has a story. Just nice. a little one. Love just it. a little more yes. of an announcement um, is that Tomorrowland Speedway at Walt Disney World started on Friday, a uh, holiday overlay. And that's the first time oh, that's right. this I heard attraction they were do that. ever yeah. would have a, uh, an overlay. So um, what they say is that every zone has a different type of geometric shapes involved uh, in daylight hours the speedway holiday structures look plain white but at dusk the light show starts and they have over 30,000 controllable lights throughout the track a uh, very futuristic audio track is also played during the light show so it sounds like a really fun addition that they've put on this I've added our fast passes to that. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Right. Um, you know, and some other things uh, that people probably have already s- talked about as well related to the holiday overlays is Space Mountain and Mad Tea Party will have new sound and light packages during the very Merry Christmas party. And they also, for the holidays, have um, updated the monsters inc laugh oh yeah i'm excited to try that out for the the seasonal overlay for monsters inc laugh floor right right so uh, a lot of fun holiday things going on that and and finding new things to it as well is really interesting and fun yeah i also uh, loved uh, seeing all the stuff that's come out this year for disney's animal kingdom park uh you know all the new puppetry that they have for the different uh you know like there's a reindeer and a polar bear i think i saw and like some little penguins right just the puppetry is amazing just walking through the park I'm excited to check that out in person as well when we get out there in December definitely you know one of the things we've said especially uh, on Disney cruises but we've also seen evidence of this throughout the parks is Disney's use of puppetry is is exceptional Mm -hmm. and it is just really amazing to see uh, the skills and the unique type of puppetry that they use so yeah i agree with you it's going to be fun seeing those in person very very fun so excited for our december trip so and now that's it for the disney stories <laughs> yeah, of the sorry week. About that. that's okay i'm glad you know you brought up some good points there michelle stories always the best stories <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of that, now let's get to the tips because Michelle's tips are always the best tips. Every week we give you some sort of tip that helps you hopefully on your next trip to the parks, the resorts, Disney Cruise Line, Run Disney, whatever the case may be. And we always start with Michelle because as I just said, she always has the best tips. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're just too kind, baby. Uh, so this one is in uh, respect of Veterans Day. Uh, and that is if you have not checked out the nightly flag retreat ceremony at either uh, Disneyland Resort or Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, it's something that is really worth taking the time to take a look at it and, and you know, observe that reverence that they play. And it's really a lot, a lot of fun. Um, a lot of times we use it as we're heading back to the room to t- like, you know, kind of chill out before dinner and things like that. But, you know, it usually starts, uh, depending on the time of year, around 4.30 or 5-ish. And it, you just need to look at the um, calendar for the parks and see what time. Uh, and people gen- generally gather around Town Square a few minutes beforehand, you know, maybe about five or 10 minutes, you might start seeing people gather around um, because it really is great. Uh, the Disney band comes out and they play patriotic songs as the flag is lowered during the flag's lowering ceremony. Uh, Veterans are saluted with military songs and, you know, sometimes they actually have guest veterans participate in the flag lowering ceremony. So uh, really it happens every night. So you know, it's not just during the, the holiday, like the veterans, um, weekend or anything like that. So that would be my tip is take that moment to really experience this time honored tradition in the parks, because it really is beautiful. Right. You can experience it both at uh, Disneyland park and magic kingdom park. And it really is, it'll, it'll touch your heart. Uh, yeah. uh, these veterans and, uh, really is great. Dapper Dan's are there, the Disneyland band, right. you know, the security there, uh, pulling down the, uh, the flags. It's uh, it really is a special moment, right. and uh, I highly encourage you to experience it at least once on your trips out to the parks. Definitely, for sure. Nice tip, Michelle. Oh, always has the best tips. <laughs> uh, my tip is actually going to be something we experienced for the first time uh, when we just did this trip that we were just talking about this quick trip out to the Disneyland Resort and that is we got to check out the uh, Pixar Palace parking garage and you know it's opened a few months ago and we've been there a few times since then but we never parked at the Pixar Palace (laughs) parking garage because we couldn't figure out exactly how to get there originally (laughs) and I'm not sure if maybe you all you already know whether we're you know behind you on the fact of figuring out how to get there but after our last trip there I kind of made note to find out how you get into the Pixar Palace parking garage and you could get there other ways as well but if you want to go directly there here's how you can get in there and and let me tell you we had a breeze going in there was like hardly anybody there we had you know went right up to the gate attendant you know gave them our annual pass went in we were good to go so here's the deal now if you're going normally to the mickey and friends parking garage uh if you know how this works there's disneyland drive there and you'll kind of go on to the left side there's this uh kind of a um a Y in the road there. And if you go to the left side, it'll take you right into the Mickey and friends parking garage. Okay. That's fine. If you want to do that. However, if you want to try and get to the Pixar palace parking garage, stay to your right of that fork in the road and follow it towards as if you're heading to the parking for downtown Disney Mm -hmm. or the Disneyland hotel, you'll make a right, uh, where that those places are. And then if you were to go, you, you go down this road, if you make a left, you go to the, uh, Disney, um, Disney, downtown Disney park, 
parking. If you keep going, you'll get to the Disneyland Hotel parking. Right. But if you make a right there, it'll say theme park parking. Right. That is specific parking for the Pixar Pals parking garage. Right. It couldn't have been easier. We whisked right in there. Plenty of spots were yes. available. Uh, it was one of the easiest times we've ever had parking there. And especially if you were walking uh, if you decide to take the new walk uh, footbridge and walking path to downtown Disney and over right. to maybe the monorail or into the parks, uh, you're that much closer to getting there. Yes. Uh, so take advantage of that. And that's how you find it. It's really easy to find. And uh, I can't recommend enough. We'll probably be using it uh, multiple times from here on out. Right. Like you said, it's it's still not very popular yet. And so it, we were only behind a couple cars to, uh, you know, as you said, use our annual pass to, to pay for the parking. And then um, it is so not busy that they don't have people showing you where to park. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, you kind of, I mean, they, they direct you. Right, to which, we were later in the level. day too. But right. Yeah. yeah. They direct you to which level to go to, but you know, we had a lot of freedom in finding which spot. And yeah. We found an awesome spot yeah, right up front. By you the know, preferred parking. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just outside of the preferred parking. We right. were basically preferred parking without paying for it. Yes. Uh, but it worked out really well. And uh, like I said, you know, the tricky thing about it is because if you go and you look at that fork, it says, you know, this is resort parking, you know, this way. Right. Uh, this is theme park parking to the left. Uh, but if you go to the right towards the resort parking, that is also where you can find this Pixar Palace theme park parking. So uh, just a tip. Hopefully it helps you out in getting into the parking just that much easier when you go to the Disneyland Resort. Right. And we know listening to a podcast, it's hard to figure out what did he just describe. So look it up. Um, Especially when I'm talking. It's <laughs> no, I see you doing it. I mean, I see your hand gestures too. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I can visualize because we just were there. But, um, you know, do take time to look it up. It is a parking lot that does doesn't get highly used compared to uh, the Mickey and Pals. Yep. So. Exactly. So. So uh, that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we're still working on what we're going to do next week. I think we're doing a Star Wars Remembered series, but we have to figuring out some some timing on that. But uh, mm -hmm. we'll have something, some sort of great topic for you one way or the other. And we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts, but the best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you go ahead and sign up for the newsletter and you know then you get all our information delivered right to your email box. Right. And again, this uh, email list is just for us to share information with you. We will not be giving that list to anybody ever, ever. It's just a way that we can connect with our listeners. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we want you to take part in fun things like our Hyperion Adventures trivia game. And uh, that includes this week's code word, which is Mandalorian. The code word is Mandalorian. <laughs> so we want you to take part in that. Win this great Disney Plus hat that I have right in front of me. And uh, it's a really great hat. And hopefully uh, you'll take part in that. And as well as our uh, Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame category for this week. We'll be sending that out multiple times on social media, but also the newsletter as well. And if you want to follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter, we are at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to email us for any reason, uh, find us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And again, please tell a friend about our podcast. Please tell your friends about us. Uh, if you tell them you like this podcast, they may like it as well. Um, and also a review would be really, really appreciated. But that's it for this week. Thanks again for listening to the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. 
We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.